0: Welcome to the Herd Mentality Podcast, an eclectic weekly mix of atheistic and humanistic conversations with complete strangers. I've never met them and they've never met me, but we're throwing caution to the wind, taking a risk with the dodgy internet connection, and God willing, get an interesting conversation for you to listen to. I'm your host, Adam Reeks, and it's time to meet our guests. We have a fine selection of heathens once again today. We have Jake and Hugo... From the Bible Reloaded. Welcome guys.
1: Hey, thanks for having us. Thank you, it's, sir.
0: It's a pleasure. And we have Justin who's here representing twenty-five percent of the Reasonable Doubts cast. Hello, Justin. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So Jake and Hugo, who are you and where are you from?
1: Uh well I am Hugo. I'm half of the Bible reloaded. Uh and I'm Jake. I'm I guess that makes me the other half the, the, less, <laughs> um, the lesser half. Yeah, a little bit. I guess so. If you wanna he, he's he reads more, so yeah. That makes him more 50 than I am. So what we do is uh, we have a YouTube channel, and uh, we read the Bible and provide basically secular comedic commentary throughout.
2: Yeah, we like to call ourselves secular humorists. <laughs> um, oh, you know, oh you know.
3: how clever. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, Jake and Hugo, you, <laughs> you crafty sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, of course, being on uh, being on the herd mentality, we, of course, have Twitter accounts. Uh, yeah. Jake has the main one at Bible Reloaded, and I'm at Hugo Reloaded.
0: Yeah. yeah, so I suggest everybody follow you guys, because uh, whilst you're obscene, and I love you for it, it's, uh, it's you provide some excellent commentary on the Twittersphere. Oh, <laughs> thank you. So, and uh, Justin, who are you, where are you from?
3: Uh, my name is Justin Schieber, I am actually from Michigan, where the other guys are as well, and uh, I do a podcast called The Reasonable Doubts with uh, three other guys, three other professors of uh, philosophy, I'm sorry, one of them is a philosophy professor one of them is a mythology professor and another is a psychological uh, psychology professor we do the reasonable doubts uh which is your skeptical guide to religion uh in which we delve into um all the various interests that we have regarding uh christianity arguments for and against god uh the psychology of religion and various world religions and the intersection between politics and religion and uh you know all that kind of stuff. It's a it's a uh, it's a very target rich environment, as I'm sure you are all aware.
0: There's oh, yeah. no shortage of material, is, is there? <laughs> when I when I started doing this, I thought, oh golly gosh, I'm going to get to three episodes and have no idea what to do anymore. And then <laughs> then I realized I have a whole internet at my disposal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, From not to mention you got Ricky Gervais, so that's pretty great.
0: <laughs> Who, sorry. Ricky. You, you got Ricky Gervais the,
1: a couple times ago. Uh, I don't remember that. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways. Uh, oh, and
2: thanks, by the way, Justin. You made our pitch sound like shit. That was great. <laughs> Do
1: you have something oh, written geez. out?
2: No, Did, no. A script? You're just like, oh, yeah, here's who I am. Here's my <laughs> no, no, script. No, no, no. Here's the... On hand. No. <laughs> yeah, my,
0: my name's Justin, <laughs> and, I, and I have lots of letters after my name. <laughs> no, I don't no, the thing is, guys, actually, the funny part
3: of this whole thing is is that the three guys that I do the podcast with are the ones with the actual formal educations. I've got nothing behind me. I just have way too much free time and way too much book.
0: Yeah, and we're they not sent- of anything. We're just guys. Yeah, look at you all, fool. <laughs> they sent you out to do all the PR. Yeah. yeah. Jake and Hugo, I've watched quite a few of your clips, and I think they're very funny. I like the, the Morgan Freeman, because you always put Morgan Freeman.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: He, he's... You can't go wrong whenever Morgan oh, Freeman. Morgan does Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: was all right. It'd be minus. Nah.
0: <laughs> so, so the clips you do, then they're, they're, they're effectively television shows. I've just discovered this whole new world of uh, Apple TV. So you can just oh, bring yeah. it up on your. I device and then tap right stick this up on the telly and off it goes <laughs> yeah. so it's you can kick back and have a beer and, and watch your stuff and the it's it's not necessarily animated they're just images that you've sourced from all over the internet and you sort of put one up after the other and commentate and yeah. and so forth but you so you dissect real passages from the bible but put yep. them in a completely different context <laughs> yeah. yeah, so basically
2: what we've done so far, we've read um, straight through from Genesis 1-1, and we've just reached Leviticus as far as recording is concerned. Um, we haven't finished, as far as uploading is, uh, we haven't gotten through Exodus yet, but we've recorded through Leviticus, and we have read word for word besides the boring shit like um, geneal- geneal- yeah. Genealogy and... Uh, some stuff that just drolls on. But, um, yeah, we've read That's every That's my line. favorite
3: part, guys. Those are my favorite parts. How dare you fucking... <laughs> just,
2: and Joshua begets blah, 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 blah. Oh, <laughs> that sounds terrible. But, yeah, and then Morgan Freeman was a conscious decision, as most of our decisions are, for the show. But, uh, yeah, we, we were discussing, like, how we should do the show when we started. And at first, we were just going to, like, show our faces and talk about it. And we figured that was boring. We're not good-looking enough for that. We don't look anything like Adam Reeks. He's...
1: He's Ooh. far better looking than we are. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at your picture right now. You look like, oh, the stubble is the perfect amount. Yeah. It's,
0: I've got the George Michael beard happening. Um, oh, it's great. Which, yes, uh, it makes for very odd encounters in public toilets. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> great. Wow. But, yeah, so...
3: Uh, yeah, we I, didn't,
0: picked- I didn't know if you
3: were talking about the George Michael the musician or George Michael from Arrested
0: Development. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Dear, Le- so, Le- Leviticus, I've got to ask. That is just a goldmine of material there. Oh, it's so good. What was your favorite bit doing um, uh, putting you, together in in that chapter? Oh uh,
2: well, I'm gonna say it's gonna have to be the every time you you have sex with the uh, animal, you gotta kill it and
1: the person that killed that had sex with it. I know that animal is suffering twice at this point. Like, yeah, it had to get fucked by a dirty person who wanted to have sex with an animal, but also it needs to be killed now. Yeah, but
0: they also have to kill the guy, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah he's yeah. bad.
2: But let's be honest, you're a rape <laughs> victim and then you get murdered. That's yeah. not cool, and it's by people that found out you got raped, and then they're blaming you, and then they're throw. They're like, "Fuck you!" Now you're dead. Sounds
1: a lot like the GOP. I mean, th- this stuff
0: hasn't changed since no. the beginning of the Bible, and you, you take a very humorous slant and yeah. look at it, because you know, what was in the... Oh, Richard Dawkins put up a tweet the other day about a lady who had been to the United Arab Emirates and was doing what a lot of the expats there do just go out and have a few drinks, because it's not illegal to drink there uh, if you're an expat, but she was raped by one of the people at the bar and she's now sentenced to four years in prison yeah yeah i saw about that uh, for having sex outside of marriage and he got i think the the guy who (laughs) took it upon himself to do the raping he only got a year hardly seems fair does it oh no um,
2: terrible yeah they they have similar stuff that happens in africa they did a documentary on it i believe it's half the sky uh but it was a really really good they took like um eva mendez and other celebrities and they they go it's as a kind of a marketing tool and then they go and they talk to all these rape victims and just how like patriarchal it is and how much it just it doesn't help even if they let people know they're still vilified for just for having vaginas it's horrible and that's kind of one of the things that we want to accomplish like obviously we're a comedy show first and we make jokes and there's a very lowbrow most of the time if we can just get like a few people to watch that are actually Christian, which do watch. We have plenty of Christian people that watch uh, and enjoy it um, and like to bitch at us, too. But um, if we could just get some people to look at it and be like, man, that is fucked up. That's not right. Yeah, and maybe I, th- I should second guess this whole thing.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the important things when looking at holy texts, whether it be the Bible or the Quran or anything like that, using humor as a tool, I think, can help take these things down off a pedestal that people have put them on when they've looked at them their whole lives, as from Absolutely. children, as this yeah, as this perfect book. Uh, taking jabs at it can make them take a second and go, "Wait a minute, that really doesn't make sense." It can lower defenses,
0: mm, and the the format. In which Guy, you put it, it makes it such that people can consume small little snippets. So, just one passage or one one verse or one chapter out of the Bible, because a lot of these people haven't read the Bible. They yeah. don't yeah, know what know. goes on in it. Yeah,
3: um, and if actually, they had, you would they would have noticed. Uh, like, if they were to, for instance, having read Deuteronomy uh, <laughs> chapter twenty two verses twenty nine, uh, you would read, "He shall pay." Uh, this is. Um, this is in reference to a, a person being raped, right? It says, uh, he yeah. shall pay her 50 shekels of silver. He must marry the young woman, for he has violated her. He can never divorce her as long as he lives. So in this case, kind of like that documentary, you have uh, the victim blaming, where the young woman gets raped, and guess what her punishment is? Well, her punishment is this, now she needs to marry her rapist. Well, no, yeah. hang on. That's,
0: that's not all bad, because she did score 50 shekels out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, so she can
1: buy, I don't know, something to hide her shame, like yeah. alcohol. Yeah, go, go out,
0: <laughs> buy yourself something pretty.
1: Fun fact, 50 shekels is actually more than the price of a slave in the Old Testament, according to Exodus, at least. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, another interesting thing about this verse is that it only makes sense in the context of women being property as well. So yeah. it, it makes sense if the father has his property, as in his his daughter— if he has his property violated, of course he's going to want the payment for that, but he's not going to want the property anymore, so he gives it away. So it's like, if, it's like if someone breaks into your shop and, like, eats, you know, eats, like, half of a sandwich or something. It's like, you're <laughs> going to make him pay for the whole damn sandwich, but you're not going to want to keep that thing. Mm. He's like, go and take this. Uh, that's yeah. essentially how they were treating uh, these, these rape victims back in this, yeah. in this Deuteronomic
0: law. So, back in those days, they really should have been tattooing women with, you break it, you buy it. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. Yeah. And the, yeah. Nothing's really changed. I mean, over in the Middle East, they, okay, sure, wow. they've got a different book. It's, certainly the handwriting in the books are, is a lot prettier than English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they
2: still but, use uh, a lot of uh, the, the early stuff, though, like the Torah is pretty heavily lied upon, so.
0: Yeah, okay, so Justin, tell me more about your podcast. Uh, what do you want to know <laughs> well that's that 's why I got you on oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, uh but, okay. now, what 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 sort of material do you use as photo or or as content for your show?
3: My job on the show or at least my kind of assumed uh role here is that i 'm a counter apologist so what I do is i i look i scade the internet or i i have like a whole shelf full of like Apologetics, Christian apologetics, and I—I I just go through this stuff and I—I I find uh, arguments and I, I show them why they're completely full of shit. Um, <laughs> and so, in doing this, you know, you're using the tools of philosophy primarily. And there's many times that I, on the show that I've done debates, and so I've debated several apologists, and you can uh, you can listen to those on the show. Give us an example. Uh, okay, so. Let's say um, the design argument, right? So the design argument, at least the teleological argument, you have something uh, where these cosmological constants are, at least it's claimed they're finely tuned within a within a narrow, narrow range <laughs> of possible ranges, right? So they're, 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 they appear to be finely tuned for the production of complex chemicals, which is required for biological life. Now, the apologist looks at this kind of, inf- of information and says, well holy shit, uh, it looks as though somebody's monkeyed with the laws of physics to bring about <laughs> to bring about uh, biology, right, to bring about eventually humans, right? And so this kind of inference really seems compelling to someone who hasn't really thought about these issues before, right? So it seems really intuitive that if the laws could have been a lot of different ways and they're a particular way and that particular way just happens to be the way that is good for uh, bringing about life, and that seems like really that seems really interesting. It, it looks like there is some kind of designer behind all of this. But when you look when you get really um, into the actual literature, not what the apologists are saying, but what the actual philosophers are saying about this stuff, these arguments are are just fraught with problems. So one of them being, so a lot of the time these kinds of arguments are put in probabilistic terms, right? So they'll say that it's really, really improbable that you would have the evidence of fine-tuning that we have if it was just a random chance. And then they would add to that, they'd say it's really, really probable that you would have these kinds of fine-tuning if it were a god that were designing it. Now there's two (laughs) problems with that I think. Uh, One of them being if you want to say, you can't just front-load your hypothesis and say that god is the one doing this because you would need some kind of independent reason for thinking that a god would have a particular interest in fine-tuning-based activities, right? So in the same sense that you don't hear Christians going around saying, I lost... Well, shit, I probably spoke too soon here, but you don't often have Christians going around saying, I found my car keys. It was a God thing, right? Um, I've heard that. At least least it doesn't happen too often, right? At least it's not taken seriously philosophically. Now, the reason why that's not taken seriously is because there seems to be a common understanding between these various different religious believers and that common understanding is that god doesn't really give a fuck where your car keys are necessarily (laughs) right so god isn't going to be the kind of explanation that you want when you're trying to explain why your car keys were in between the couch cushions right rather (laughs) the kind of explanation people are going to want is that it was in your pocket maybe you know maybe it fell out while you were moving around or when you were making out with your girlfriend or something (laughs) <laughs> That's the kind of explanation they're looking for, right? Because the God explanation seems really silly. Like, yeah, I had my car keys, and then God decided to put him in the couch. That just seems really silly. <laughs> so the, the same kind of concern comes up when it, when it comes to the fine-tuning, right? So if you want to posit that there's this being behind the universe, you need some kind of independent reason for thinking that this being has an interest in bringing about biological life. There doesn't seem to be any obvious reasons unless you have access, you have some knowledge about what that being would actually be interested in. Unless you can provide that, you can't really say that positing a god explains why the universe is the way that it is. Secondly, there's a problem with the probabilities of these arguments. So probabilities generally, when you're trying to say that something is probable or something is improbable, what you need to be able to do is to take all the possibilities and make their various probabilities add up to one, right, so that you have all the exhaustive possibilities, and those should all like those should all be exhaustive of all possibilities and then let's say um, you know some particular arrangement uh, is is really uh, like about fifty percent right then maybe you have one that's like twenty percent probability and another 30, right? That would be all your, You let's say you have those three options and that's how the probabilities are dispersed. You can't do that with fine tuning and the reason is is because these cosmological constants that they're so worried about, they seem to have a lower limit, i.e. zero, but there's no real logical limit to the upper limits of these, uh, of these various constants. So the problem with that of course is that it explodes your possibilities every single one of these constants into infinity. So your right. probabilities can't be normalized. You can't say that they add up to one because that would be an incoherent statement to make about something that you simply don't, you can't really grasp all the possibilities. So in that way those probabilistic hmm. arguments are incoherent. They're not just bad arguments. They literally don't make fucking sense, and so, uh, and so, like that's just an example of like one of the things we'll. we'll, In fact, I I just I just recently finished up a debate with um, Max Andrews, who works for William Lane Craig, which I'm sure you've heard of. Oh,
0: big fan of his Mm -hmm. work.
3: Yeah, Max Andrews, <laughs> Max Andrews is, is a really smart guy. Uh, he he works for William Lane Craig. He does a lot of the writing on the website, and uh, he's a really smart guy. He's he's currently enrolled in a PhD program at Edinburgh University for philosophy, and he he's just got his MA in philosophy at, at uh, I think it was Liberty University, and he's got oh, he's Liberty. also got he's got a BA yeah. in biblical studies. Um, really smart guy, right? So he's he's got plenty of formal education behind him. And we just we just recently finished up a, a debate on the existence of God, and uh, for those interested, uh, check out doubtcast.org, and we'll be we'll be uh, publishing that that debate in just a few short weeks. Here, it, it was a really good one. I I really enjoyed myself in this exchange.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, I'll be checking that one out. It sounds like fun. Okay. I th- I've always. Wondered why when you're going into debate with somebody who's in counter-apologetics like uh, William Lane Craig or these people who uh, really want to be forceful about something that is unfounded, Why the people on the atheism side of things don't get up and say "All right, first point, let's agree to something I'm prepared to change my opinion if you can prove that God exists But nobody seems to do that Everyone just seems to sort of go in and and fight the fight at the grassroots level Without expecting the counter-apologist to change their mind at some point, because unless you can get something concrete at the beginning and put them in a position where they they have to be reasonable, they're not going to do it.
1: Yeah, my thought on debates has always been that you're never, you're almost never going to change your opponent's opinion necessarily, it's always for the audience. Yeah, that's
2: how I think it too.
1: Because both of you are probably going to come out of the debate believing the same thing you did before, but the audience is really the one who decides who quote-unquote won, you know? They are the objective viewer who is supposed to take away from it who made the more solid arguments of course everyone has their own bias but still they should have a clearer view as to who made better logical arguments and fewer fallacies
3: right and my hope is always that you know there's there's always there's some people listening or some people in the audience of you know if it's a live debate that are kind of on the fence of these issues right they're not really dogmatic in their view they're like uh you know, I, I kind of think that an idea of a god makes sense, right? But, you know, you know maybe the design argument or something like it is, is the reason why they kind of think it, it seems intuitive to them. And so I, I, that's what I think is really important about those kinds of live debates is when you get down to the real critical issues and you show and you, you explain, look, these are intuitive arguments, right? Our brains are almost designed to think that this is compelling argumentation. But once you actually get critical about these things, once you take your thought processes seriously, then things start to pop up that are not as intuitive as the conclusion. But they show you that your inferences aren't as clean and uh, easy as you once thought.
2: Yeah, we encounter that a lot on the show too. Um, at least, not I guess not directly, but people like uh, commenting or talking to me on Twitter or Hugo on Twitter or just in person when they like are group of friends and whatever, uh, it's they often come away with it like, oh, I didn't know that about the Bible, or I didn't know that about this certain thing or that. And it's right. always really interesting to listen to, and I really like it. And I find the, the people that are most, I'll say, malleable are usually the ones that have grown up in religious families and are just kind of going through the motions. And they yep, say they yep. believe, but they're not, they don't really, like you said, they're not dogmatic about it. And I find that those people are the ones that benefit the most from the stuff that we do and the stuff that you do and i think that that's
3: important absolutely yeah and i and i think that uh you know the stuff goes both ways i mean we can't pretend that the atheist movement or individual atheists themselves are are immune to these kinds of psychological pulls that we all have you know yeah. um mm-hmm. i mean a lot of us are going to go into a debate and even if it was a clear logical win for the christian as in he his arguments were left unscathed by the end and the atheist arguments fell apart. Even if that was the case, a lot of people who are really dogmatic atheists are going to leave thinking, oh, we totally crushed him, you know, because yeah. they're not, a lot of people don't really care. A lot of people are in for the kind of tribalism, us and them kind of attitude. And I just think that that's really unfortunate and damaging. And to a movement like the atheist movement, who is supposed to be this kind of beacon of of, you know, hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I think it's, it's about time people started acting like it, like, I think, I see far too many atheists out there that are just being extremely, uh, I don't know, just insulting, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, I'm not gonna at all pretend that I'm immune to those, to, uh, those kinds of temptations <laughs> either, I mean, I've said some shit that I still think is kind of funny, but, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. Like, I think it's I think it's important to, that we kind of keep keep uh, wraps on that, you know, and we call out people on our side because we should have, I think, higher standards for our side if we yeah, want to yeah. be the reasonable ones.
2: We had to do that very recently. We got a really shit uh, comment on one of our videos. It was, I'm so glad – and this is a quote, direct quote – I'm so glad I can laugh hysterically at the moronic moron Christian retards. Grammar aside, fuck that statement. I hate that because – Absolutely. I I mean, I have friends that are Christians. I don't think they're morons. I think their ideas are unfounded. Don't get me wrong. Some Christians, total morons. To be fair, though, some atheists... Fucking terrible morons. It's yes. both- yeah,
0: Pleased to meet you. Yeah, I know. Right. yeah. Hi.
2: Um, and we put we put that down very quickly. We both jumped on that because I didn't even tell Hugo, and he saw the the comment. And we both were on there like, no, yeah. this isn't cool. Like, Good, no. I don't know. Yeah, because again, we're it's light. It's a light comedy show, and that's the point. And we want people to talk about it, not just scream at each other.
0: Yeah, attack yeah. the belief, not the person. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Unless the person yeah, is piece and of they- shit.
3: And, and I commend you guys I commend you guys for doing something like that because I feel like there are too few people uh that are willing to defend the other side in, in the way that you guys did. I think that's really that shows
0: some character there.
2: Yeah. So we lost a subscriber, but we'll get ten more just for telling them to fuck off, so
0: <laughs> Yeah, this it really is our right at your stuff, isn't
2: it? Yeah, we're not we don't hold back really. We swear, we make jokes about penises and foreskins, but it kinda calls for it, you know? It's, yeah. it's borderline borderline a
0: Appropriate compared to the stuff we're reading. <laughs> when you're reading the Bible, it, it really is all penises and foreskins, isn't it? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the first half is just foreskins and balls
1: and rape, and you're just like, I don't know what to do. But besides talk about penises with you, Hugo? You yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I don't know. And then they just like they they at- it, there's one part that we're about to get onto on the show where they go and attack a group of people, cut off their foreskins, and then bring them back to their leader to be like, Hey, look at all the people we killed! Like, <laughs> oh
3: yeah, <laughs> they have to. They have to, like, someone assigns him a number, right? They're like, go collect a hundred foreskins oh, or something. Yeah, that's in, that's in David,
2: actually. With yeah. And then he goes, Saul is going, he sends, he sends David out, and he's like, go collect a hundred foreskins, hoping that David will die, because he's worried that David will take over the kingship. Yeah, and then he goes out and gets 200 foreskins. <laughs> Double it up, motherfucker. And <laughs> then he brings them back. wham He throws a sack of foreskins at Saul's feet. And actually, it's funny, in the Bible, that they, the, the whole thing they did on History Channel, you see that series? Ugh. Oh. They actually changed it out for ears.
1: (laughs) What? Yeah,
2: they took the foreskins completely out, and they're like, in editing, they're like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't put foreskins on this uh, television program. Oh, why not? I don't know why. It's the
3: book.
0: That's not historically accurate, (laughs) is it? Oh, it's not at all. So oh, I was disappointed
3: I mean, the stories are historically accurate. Let's get real. You.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't I th- look, my cat very occasionally brings me back a bird or, or a little <laughs> mouse. I've never had anybody sort of knock on the front door and drop a bag of hundred foreskins here and say, so, <laughs> Here you go, Adam. Yeah.
2: Oh, you're <laughs> welcome. L- Challenge accepted. Yeah. There's an, also a very funny foreskin reference in Moses. Uh, he's like walking out into the desert and then all of a sudden, God is going to kill him for no reason. It's a passage I can't remember the verse, but he comes out, and then his wife takes it upon herself to cut their son's foreskin off, and then they like put the blood on Moses' toe, and then it's okay. What is that oh, about?
3: I remember that. I forget where
2: that is. Yeah. That's in uh, I, it's in Exodus, know. but I don't know what verse. I forgot. I have my Bible in front. Oh man, so good. It's really fast too, and kind of out of context. Yeah, They're it's like, like hey, we're going
1: to kill you now. Uh, kill him or cut the baby dick. Oh, we better cut the baby dick. Oh, okay, we won't kill you now.
0: I don't know how we got onto foreskins. I I did put, yeah, I put up a tweet earlier. It just says I have no problem with people removing skin tags, but when their definition is extended to foreskins on children for religious purposes,
3: any any purpose
0: really. I mean, what what
3: what reason is there for even uh, secular people to be doing this? Right, it's not a health reason. That's been shown. So it's simply a traditional kind of thing that, like, even if you don't believe, you're going to do it because it's traditional. No, fuck that. That's completely (laughs) absurd. You do not mutilate your baby's genitals just because people (laughs) in the past
0: have been going along this pattern. No, use your fucking brain. Step outside of that. But why did they go for foreskins? I mean, uh, apart from the obvious thing about shaming sex and genitals and so forth, because it's a good way of uh, postponing people's reproduction by putting the fear of got into them saying you've got to wait until you get married and then then you can have the fun stuff but <laughs> why why foreskins why don't you know as soon as these children are born why aren't they cutting off their nose
2: yeah i don't know i've i've heard a couple interesting things on that The the most interesting one was it was a less severe form of human sacrifice so that might be it i don't know i'm not a i, I don't have a major in any of those fields but um i have a couple twitter followers that um have told me that and i thought that was pretty interesting
0: All right, we'll just really quickly uh, go around the table. Bonus points awarded to whoever can think of the best use for 100 foreskins. Go. Ooh, go ahead. Oh, I already got it. I already got it. I already got it. I already got it. Okay,
3: go ahead. You're first. Um, So, like often uh, people do when they string popcorn on a Christmas tree. (laughs) Oh,
2: that's good. Ooh, that's a really good one. Foreskins.
1: Foreskins on the Pagan Evergreen. Ooh, I like that. Okay, (laughs) I have one. Uh, It's a a line of of fashionable hats for mice. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. Um...
2: I have one too. Mine's less tasteful than fancy hats. You what you, you, you deep fry them and, and then you, you add some sort of seasoning on them and they're kind of like Dick Funyuns. Oh my
0: God! <laughs> and you could and you can sate like cannibals on- with them. More more on- onion skins than onion rings. I Kinda, think we've gone where you're suggesting because I was going to go chicken and sweet corn soup that no one would really know the origins of. You could get away with selling that anywhere. <laughs>
2: That might work, too. They might be a little chewy, though. They seem mm-hmm. like they'd be chewy. I'd I've never pre- tried it, but... I wouldn't. No. <laughs>
0: pre- prepared to give it a shot. Good thing you guys are in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Watch out,
2: Justin. We're we're in Michigan, too, though, and I'm kind of interested. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Feeling a bit peckish. Feeling a bit... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a double joke. Uh, this might have to be the bonus material at the end. We might have to put a disclaimer in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so let's move away from penises just for a moment because you know uh, this is a a tasteful show. Let's talk about vaginas in the Bible. (laughs) What do you guys? What are your thoughts from the Bible Reloaded? Have you done any vagina work in your?
2: Oh yes, we have done a uh, an episode actually called Dueling Vaginas and Other Bible Fun.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Someone.
3: we did that bit.
2: We did that. Yeah. Um so basically what it was it was
1: uh was it Rachel and Leah? Rachel and Leah and they were both the wives of who was it? Jacob. It was the wives of Jacob. Yeah, and they basically went back and forth trying to have more babies. They were basically saying, "No, I'm the better baby factory." So they were just fucking Jacob. And then So it was a fuck off. And then they um <laughs> at one point Leah goes up to Rachel and she's like, "Hey, can I have some of your what were they? Were they t- some of your some- <laughs> some of your mandrakes yeah some of your mandrakes so i can have sex with jacob tonight and she's like sure mandrakes for sex sounds great
0: let's Hang do on. that mandrakes as in ducks
2: no and mandrakes that. as in the root they kind of look like
1: men right. Oh, right they're used as a fertility thing when you put them in tea i think yeah Brilliant. so she basically just says yeah you can have these mandrakes if i can have sex with jacob tonight and she does and she gets pregnant again and it's just ridiculous they keep Going back and forth, and there's kind that of like eight times. Yeah, it like reinforces this idea that these women are just basically baby factories yeah, to try so... and glorify Israel. And you know? they're walking Well, you've got, to,
0: you've got to admire their sportsmanship. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, they, but I'm sure if, they if tag if each other around. If you're trying to establish a religion and control in a certain area, you want a larger population to be following your God. So oh, yeah. it, it's, with, it's in their interest to, you know, it's at a certain point get as many babies out there as you possibly can so have as many children populate god's earth it's not sustainable and this is it has to stop yeah you know
2: it kind of I- reminds me of every zombie apocalypse movie i've ever seen because once you bite another person they become a zombie and then it just keeps moving i feel like that's what they were trying to do with sex <laughs> Ex- except you
3: you don't have to I only shoot them in the head well, i have, have no, no idea where this is going but i love it well, no, <laughs> unless they're of- no, you know of a, what I'm of saying? a different like, religion
2: yeah sure not like like uh you you want to spread and, and and they were nomadic so it's kind of like a herd and you just want to keep moving and keep okay. engulfing more and more people and it's kind of like that they're kind of like zombies <laughs> i guess i don't know zombies without yeast. <laughs>
0: Yeastless zombies. That's true. Oh, that's horrid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that—that's vagina work covered off. So tick. Oh, what frac- an interesting list that must be. Just penises, <laughs> vaginas, zombies. So what have you guys got coming up? Oh man! Uh, um, the
1: other day we actually just started uh, releasing season three of the Bible Reloaded. Yep, we
2: started with the Ten Commandments, which I think today is our best episode. Oh, and I
0: saw. Did, did I see that one? It, was,
2: it We just uploaded it Wednesday. So yeah, you, I
0: think you I, it, you put up a tweet about it. I checked it out. Yeah, it was, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah I, I really enjoyed it, and Hugo did a wonderful job editing it. But yeah, so we're starting with the Ten Commandments, and then we'll move in. We're just gonna we're gonna trudge through Jew laws for like a month, but we'll make it fun. And then also, we what we do on the show is we do a. a two-to-one ratio. We do two Bible episodes in a row, and then we break it up, and we do something else. Actually, we got a, a Bible Man episode coming up uh, after the next episode. Have you seen Bible Man
1: before, either of you? No. No. Oh, oh. wow. You're in for a treat. Okay, so Bible Man... I've heard of him. I've just never seen him. Yeah, it, Bible Man is a Christian superhero, which is about as dumb as it sounds, and <laughs> his only powers are reading Scripture and ripping off Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. He has a yellow lightsaber, and he also has armor, and
2: then he has his token black
0: sidekick, And it's great. You guys gotta watch it. I can't (laughs) wait for this. I mean, as soon as you get Star Wars involved, I'm sold. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In fact, anything with Star in the title. Star Trek, Star Wars, Cosmic Consciousness. Deep high comfort, masters of the universe. You know, I'm a fan of the (laughs) world.
2: Yeah, and uh, also he has a villain that's the the same guy playing every villain in every episode, except for, like, I think the first two, and then after the the later episodes are different. But he plays a different uh, villain, and he has a dance number in just about every episode, and it's just hilarious. It's
3: ridiculous. That's awesome is what it is. Oh,
2: it's so
1: much material. You have no idea. It's like a goldmine for us. The weird thing, too, is that... uh, uh Bible Man is basically like the Christian Bruce Wayne as far as they're concerned and he uses a lot of scientific equipment but it's pretty clear that the guy who writes Bible Man knows nothing about science yeah. so the things he says he a, make no sense yeah and in the, in the Bible cave they have a functioning
2: artificial intelligence which kind of goes against the entire humans are special
3: thing I don't know it's weird <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah they kind of abandon dualism when they say that uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, computers not- can be conscious now that's funny <laughs> yeah.
0: So Justin, what have you got coming out?
3: Um, well, uh, like I said, I got that debate coming up. Other than that, I've been—I have a few other projects in the works for uh, for future episodes that uh, that should be pretty interesting. I can't say um,
0: anything about them because they're top secret. I,
3: I, I, yeah, kind of. We we try to keep the the content rel- relatively uh, on the on the down low, but lots of uh, well, I'll just say um, we'll be probably examining there's a popular argument by William Lane Craig called the Kalam cosmological argument Ooh. yeah which 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 goes like this he says uh, everything that begins to exist has a cause the universe began to exist therefore the universe has a cause and the second premise of that he has he he employs several different arguments for both scientific and philosophical um, what he's trying to do is is to argue that an actual infinite can't exist that Infinites are only really tools in math, but they, there could never actually be an infinite set of things in the world. Has he not um, seen the number pi or phi? Well, as I think it's called in the states. Right. So what he's <laughs> he's saying is that yeah, it's a it's a tool that we use in mathematics, but it couldn't be an actual thing in reality. Oh, we could okay. never have like an infinite set of hats or an infinite set of uh, foreskins, for example. <laughs> um, but. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> But uh, so, so he he gives a few philosophical arguments for this, and we're going to be looking at those uh, hopefully coming up fairly soon uh, in some significant depth, uh, because there's been a lot of interesting literature going back and forth uh, in, in the philosophical literature about about that argument, and uh, I think it's a target-rich environment, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, examining it.
2: Doesn't God apply to the infinite argument, though?
3: Oh, but see, God is a is a different kind of infinite, see, because ah. there's... there's oh, he's, well, a, he's an
0: infinite that we can't count, or, well, or even... See, so the theologian,
3: <laughs> the, the, the theologian is going to the say that God is infinite, but infinite doesn't mean the same thing. It's not like an infinite number of things. God is infinite in the sense that He's always existed and, and to say that he is infinite in each of his powers, that they are to an infinite degree in the sense that uh, you know, to their maximally great degree. So that's I kinda think what they mean by infinite in that way. They wouldn't say it's the they wouldn't say that God is an infinite number of things, of course. He's a he's just a god is three apparently. Which, if three is a crowd, that
0: means God is a crowd. And that's kind of weird, isn't it? Well, <laughs> it'd be an interesting family reunion for God. Because he's got... How many reincarnations? That, I mean, there's God, there's Jesus, there's the Holy Spirit. Uh, what have I missed? That's well, it, no, it's
1: just, just those three. Just
3: those three. And if you speak any more, you'll be burned. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have
1: you got anything you'd like to plug, people? Mm. Oh, well, I just... Two things, actually, if I get Firstly, because we're sluts, we have to plug ourselves. Obviously, yeah, uh, yeah. Just go, ch- yeah, go check us out on uh, the Bible Reloaded at you on YouTube. Just go ahead and you know type it, whatever. You will be how the confused. first
2: option after you type the Bible R. Yeah. I guarantee
1: it. We've <laughs> yeah. gotten that far. Yeah. Um, and secondly, I I'd just like to plug a friend of the show who I've been watching a lot and I really like his stuff. Uh, he's also on YouTube. He's called Logic. Oh yeah, Logic. He's great. It's uh, L O G I C K E D.
2: He's got a very cool gimmick, and maybe you can get him on the show, I don't know, Uh, he's a Canadian as well, so maybe he has shit internet, but um, (laughs) he's hilarious, and uh, he's a friend of the show, and we chat, and uh, he's great, and... I don't know why we're sl- being his pimp. Yeah, but I good just, for us, I guess. Yeah. We're nice guys. Yeah. Well,
0: right. share the love. <laughs> do what you've got to do. Yeah. yeah. All right. And Justin, what other projects have you got coming up that you'd like to talk about? Well, yeah, just those, just,
3: uh, you know, uh, we're just working on some future episodes. And we got that debate coming out, which I'm really, really excited for because, well, I think it went pretty well on my side. But you'll be the judge <laughs> of that. So I'm not going to speak too broadly yeah, on no. that. It'll um, come out even better after the edit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, so that, uh, which I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm really excited about it. I think it was a really, really interesting debate. Uh, It went back and forth. It got pretty technical at times. Uh, I think it was a debate that was a bit more, at least is more substantive than what you typically would get at like like live debates or something like that, where you can't really reference um, the articles that each other are using and things like that in a live debate. Uh, like you said earlier, I, I, uh, I run the DoubtCast Twitter, which is just at DoubtCast, and the show is called Reasonable Doubts, and um, we also have a, a YouTube channel, which is just DoubtCast. Uh, on there, there's, a, there's only a handful of videos, but um, most of it's just audio from the show with, with some slides going in the background, but there are a few videos of debates that I've done. Excellent. Excellent.
0: So, guys, thank you very much for coming on the show. You can follow Jake and Hugo, the Bible Reloaded, uh, so at Hugo Reloaded and at Bible Reloaded. You can follow Justin from the Reasonable Doubts podcast at Doubtcast. Gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on the show and brightening my day. Well, thank Thanks. you. Thanks for having we'll us. Speak to you on Twitter. Thank you very much, Adam.
1: Oh, I wanted to say I, something. Like, I just want to take your voice
0: and just have sex with it. Uh, like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> How does one do this? They're doing they do
0: marvelous things with science nowadays. Hello. Hello.
4: So, are we recording?
0: We're recording now. The people want it. You know, the peasants on Twitter—they've been saying "ra ra," we want "ra."
4: <laughs> well, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs>
0: You can say you're Pe- honoured, or you could uh, use one of those are... four-letter words that you're famous for busting out.
4: Oh, I, I can't possibly know what you mean. <laughs> you,
0: sound, <laughs> you sound like royalty in real life.
4: Well, you're, you're Australian, of course I sound like royalty. <laughs> I'm just one of the colonists. Well, I, I, I'm not going to make any comment. <laughs> so how are you? Why are
0: you up at quarter to five in the morning?
4: Well, it's too so bloody hot to sleep. I just can't sleep. It's so hot.
0: It'd be almost, what, 21 degrees there?
4: <laughs> I don't know how hot it is, but it's really hot. It's, it's hot it's... enough to crack a sweat, sir. Yes, it is. So you've been busy
0: uh, abusing people uh, for the last few hours, from what I can see. Have you just got off a shift and you're very angry about something?
4: No, no, I wasn't at work at all. I've, I've just... I've been at home
0: on the Twitter sphere.
4: Yes, of course.
0: Excellent. So, what have you learned today?
4: Um. Well, I. I really don't know how much I can say. Um. Are you going to cut out all the swear words? Or oh, look, you do um, what you've got to do. That's fine. Okay, I'm. I'm trying to be you know somewhat um, restrained if, um, if
0: you could be a little restrained i mean the, this is going to be bonus material on a podcast that just had the bible reloaded guys on it jake and hugo and those guys don't right. mince their words so uh, right uh look you could probably get away with one or two if you've got okay. to save them up make them effective and okay. do what you got to do
4: okay all right um so what have i learned today um, well, it's the usual, usual stuff, isn't it? Uh, usual theist uh, discourse and lack of evidence and, you know, the usual pedo-apologist um, trying to justify, um, you know, the, the sort of bullshit that goes on um, in the Vatican and blah, 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 same old stuff.
0: Same old, same old, yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, apologists for kitty fiddling there's no shortage of them. Uh, they're all over the place. And I don't even think they understand what it is they're apologising for. No. Like because it's swept, been swept under the rug. And yes. the system that they've been taught to believe in is infallible. So, you
4: know, why, <laughs> what could possibly be wrong? Quite, quite. And, and um, you know, if there is one particular thing um, that boils my piss on Twitter is um, paedophile apologists. And um, I'm quite... Um, well (laughs) I get rather cross about it um because I think if you are you know so vehemently defending um the the pope and the rights of the church over that of the welfare of children then you really are the necrotic anus of humanity and, and i have no mercy for these people i can't help it at all you know i think i've saved my cunt waffle for this particular <laughs> occasion and they are the cunt waffles of society
0: right well uh okay <laughs> Well, I'll uh, I'll have to crowbar that into the podcast somehow. I I don't mm-hmm. know. But, uh, you know, it really. It, I, you know what? I might just leave it in because it is just. It's so raw. It's
4: it's mm, so it's, you. It's a isn't it? It
0: is. And I think there's going to be a lot of young gentlemen who are quite aroused at your voice. I know. Oh, I, I know. I certainly am.
4: Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> So, oh dear. talk
0: to me. Talk to, so, you're obviously a nurse. I am. And this is, uh, you go around saving lives and so forth. And
4: then... Well, I, I, I wouldn't say I save lives. I I work um, in general practice now, so it's quite mild stuff.
0: Oh, okay. So, very few long-handled teaspoons up bottoms.
4: Yeah, pretty much, yes.
0: Okay. Well, uh, you, you're keeping your hand in, though? I mean, is it the sort of skill that you can continue? Is it like riding a bike where you've... You know, once you've scooped out one bottom, just jump back on at any point in the future.
4: Well, absolutely. I mean, I've I've had um, a pretty, um, you know, varied uh, career uh, nursing-wise. Um, I've just come into general practice now. Actually, I, I was um, working in a prison before. Oh, gosh. Um, and Believe it or not, um, I was uh, the nurse in a sex offender's wing, so I, I dealt um, with a lot of paedophiles every day. Um. Hang on two sets, Ra, <laughs> hang on.
0: I've got uh, Tanner who's just joined the call. Hello, Tanner.
4: Oh, hey, man.
3: Uh,
0: are you casting? Uh, yes. So thanks for oh. really, you know, I, I was getting some really good stuff out of Ra. We've got Ra on the line. What's up, Ra? How are you?
4: Hi there. I'm very well, thank you. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm doing well. I was actually calling Adam because I got a new mixing board and a bunch of equipment for my podcast, and I was hoping he knew more about audio than
0: I did.
4: Oh, right. Yeah, he probably does.
0: I I wouldn't go that far, Um, but Tanner, you missed out on the podcast that I recorded earlier, with the other podcasters, you silly goose. You told me you postponed it. Yeah, to today. Sorry, man, I've been... This, that's, is, this Oh, is that's, the, that sigh, that sigh breaks my heart. Oh, this is like the worst bonus material for a show ever. You're right, I'm oh, not so, doing anything. Thanks Do so wanna, much. Well, no, it Do was going brilliantly joke? until Tanner decided to rock up and ruin everything.
3: Do you want to hear a joke?
0: Oh, yeah, if we have to.
2: It's about a polar bear. You want to hear a polar bear joke? Yeah, go on. So baby polar bear walks up to his mommy polar bear and says, Am I 100% polar bear, Mom? She goes, of course you're 100% polar bear. Why would you ask such a question? He goes... Because I'm freezing.
0: Right, you're off this call. (laughs) See you later, Tanner. Bye. (sighs) (sighs) Jesus. All right. So, really sorry about that, rather. It was very rude of me. You were talking no, about it's um, quite all right. Sex offending.
4: Yes, not not my own. Oh, okay. No, well, it's not my own.
0: Disappointing, but uh, okay. Go on.
4: Yes. Well, I, I worked um, before I came to general practice. Um, I worked in a prison, so um, and I worked um, particularly um, quite a lot uh, on the sex offenders wing. So um, I'm well versed on the world of paedophilia. That is, um, you've got to have some thick. Skin to deal with that stuff. You do, you do. It was um, a, a maximum security prison as well, so we had um, Britain's most unsavoury in there. But, you know, you, you adopt a, a level of professionalism, which I, I'm sure from Twitter, the way I carry myself is <laughs> is possibly more unbelievable than God itself. But um, <laughs> you, you just get on with it.
0: Yeah, I imagine you would. You, you just have to be really... Uh, forthright and just you, you do. say it, you know, tell it how it is.
4: Yeah, I, d- I don't struggle with that.
0: <laughs> so, if you had a message <laughs> to the four people who listen to this podcast, what would it be?
4: Um, gosh, are you expecting something really deep and philosophical from me now?
0: Oh, I was actually expecting swear words.
4: Oh, okay, well, um, I think it's um, just keep being vocal um, about atheism. We're very lucky that we. You know, most of us live in countries where we can talk about it without any, you know, dire consequences for ourselves and, you know, for our family members. Um, I think there are a lot of people who do come to Twitter Looking to talk about atheism because they perhaps themselves are thinking about it, and I think also it's important to be quite vocal in you know in opposition to um, religion and the atrocities and barbarities caused by it. Um, so I think people do a fabulous job on um, Twitter. It's brilliant. I love it. Possibly a bit too much.
0: <laughs> Look, it becomes a bit addictive. I, I just I just like the uh, the the one. Line replies. So you get into quite heated debates with people
4: I do, I We're, know
0: and We've got very different styles I'll just go and pick a celebrity who has quite a lot of influence And then just put up uh, a scathing one line remark that just says no you're wrong but I'll try and make it a lot funnier than just know you're wrong because you mm. it would be a waste of time reading my tweets if that was the case. In fact, I'd argue that it's a waste of time reading any of my tweets, regardless. But uh, you go for the you go for the grassroots, you go for the the ground level idiot.
4: Yes, I do. Well, I'm I'm not um, particularly bright and intellectual, so you know I, I pick <laughs> the low hanging fruit to go for. <laughs> But yes, I do get into some heated debates because stupidity really fucks me off, and, and I can't help it. Oh, sorry, I said fuck. Mm, oh, I said now. it again. Sorry.
0: Mm. Well, we've we've almost hit the quota. It doesn't look. <laughs> it doesn't matter because I can uh, look the the podcast is rated R for R anyway. Oh,
4: great. Okay, that's brilliant. <laughs>
0: Who are you a big fan of on Twitter?
4: Um, well, <laughs> the the usuals, you know, the greats. Um, obviously, Mr. Oz and um, I do, um, like, Secular Bloke quite a lot. And there are lots and lots of unsung heroes as well. There are lots of people who have a very low follower count and they're absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, Atheist Smurf, he, he's fantastic. Mm. And there, there are so many brilliant people. It's just I, I can't, you know, think of them all. But
0: Yeah, you, you seem to have fun doing it. And that's, I think that's why you've got your cult following, because everything you do, you, it, it, it just sounds like you're laughing when you're doing it.
4: I, I really don't know what this cult following, which, you know, that you're talking about. It, it's, the cult of Ra? Uh, there really isn't one.
0: Oh, I can assure you there is. <laughs> I can assure you there is as soon as there's a, a smart lady with uh, an attractive avi on there who really knows her stuff gosh gets the boys going stop it i oh, know it's true just true. stop i'm just calling it as i see it <sighs> and and because you're a nurse you are in the most trusted profession you must have known that um
4: I really like what I do. I, you know, I don't want to glorify it and, and put it on a pedestal. I think um, everyone contributes, and, and I think nursing is is just like any other job. I think it's a huge privilege. You know, I, I get to look after people and care for people, and they do put their trust in me um, because they clearly haven't read my Twitter account. Um, <laughs> I'd, let, I'd um, let
0: you help me with my rash, Ra. Oh
4: God, Adam! Oh, S- stop it. <laughs>
0: Uh, I like making you laugh on Twitter, and now I know what your laugh actually sounds like. Uh, it'll, <laughs> it'll be in my head every time I send you some sort of vile nonsense.
4: I hoped you. I, I hope you liked um, your reviews by all those celebrities that I, you know. I there, gathered for you. I've had. Uh, you've really
0: got some contacts, don't you? Mm. Um, Prince William hasn't reviewed any of my work of late. I was kind of hoping mm, that he might make an appearance. No,
4: he's pro- he's probably elbow deep in placenta because. <laughs> The, the royal vag is about to expel at any minute. It's, um, you know, it's going to be pushing our ne-
0: a golf ball through a garden hose, isn't it?
4: Uh, our next unelected sponge is due any minute now, so <laughs> he's really rather busy.
0: Unelected sponge. Well, they <sighs> are. Billions, they really are. Billions and billions of pounds mm-hmm. to prop it up
4: yeah when patients are going without um cancer drugs uh because you know there really isn't any funding at all but you know kate and wills are doing up their nursery so mm. priorities
0: yes well good for them someone's got to you know put on some new lead based paint in the mm. in the in the uh what is it buckingham yeah. palace so look on a serious note the nhs what's the mm. go
4: well I don't know if you saw my um, a tweet to Jeremy Hunt, um, whose surname I-, I often want to change to my favourite um, C word. Mm. Um, Waffle. E- that's it. Mm. Um, he's our Minister for Health um, and he's an advocate of homeopathy. Um No, I'm not kidding at all. I think Richard Dawkins uh, posted a link today, um, but I knew about it anyway because I'd I'd read it um, in one of the nursing journals um, that he supports homeopathy. And, you know, it's really fucking embarrassing to have your Minister for Health supporting, you know, woo-woo wizardry and fuck wankery. Mm. You know... There it is. I was waiting for that one. (laughs) You know, magical, mystical water. So... That's, you know, another thing that really grates on me. Um, The NHS, it's in a bit of a state. I think it still provides a valuable service. You know, providing care, which is free at the point of delivery, is is still quite amazing. But um, we are struggling. We are struggling quite a bit. And I don't know if you've um, been sort of keeping up with um, the measles crisis in the UK.
0: Yeah, we discussed it uh, very briefly on a previous episode. But yeah, measles out going... Yeah, everyone wants a piece of the measles action. <laughs>
4: well this is it um that um, twat muffin um, dr. Wakefield um, wrote you know a paper linking um, autism to the MMR and um, this led to you know a massive gap um, in vaccinations and of course herd immunity was compromised and of course now we've had this massive surge of measles cases um, it's been particularly bad in Wales and because I'm in Bristol which is just on you know quite close to the border um, we've had to Set up emergency clinics um, to vaccinate children who are in their teens have never had their MMR, which they should have had as babies. So that's put a massive strain on the NHS. And of course, you know that sort of comes round to the anti-vaxxer discourse. And you know, I've had um, my sort of pleasant conversations with Rob Schneider. Has um, he responded to you? Oh yes, yes. He responds to me all the time. He calls me a, a hater and he sends me links to blogs um, from chiropractors. and ah,
0: See, that's, this- that's a quality resource there. That's Very,
4: <laughs> yes. And this week he linked me to an article um, to the Wall Street Journal, which he seems to think um, is a peer-reviewed publication, you know, really.
0: Well, <laughs> if you're the only person writing, editing and reviewing it, then... If- <laughs> And you're your, yes. your, own, your, your own peer.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh,
0: Rob Schneider, what a, uh, yeah. you know, not only were all of his movies complete rubbish, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. he is just a terrible, terrible human being, in my really? opinion, for he, he,
4: yeah. promoting this garbage. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, all joking aside, um, if you're embarking, as, as a say, celebrity, I use that term quite loosely, he's a bit of a celebrity. Well known. But... Yes, as someone who's... Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. If you're embarking on, you know, anti-vaxxer discourse and you've got a biddable, gullible public... Who will listen to you because they have no sort of critical skills at all to praise the information that he's giving to you? They think, oh, he, you know, he must be right. Well, he's inevitably sentencing children to death because children do die. I mean, very, very recently in the UK, we had a two-month-old baby dying of pertussis, which is whooping cough, which you know that, that's just heartbreaking, and that's due to lack of vaccination. Drop in, in herd immunity yet again. You know, it's, it's just heartbreaking, and I, I don't know if he realizes the severity, you know, of the cunt wittage that he's subjecting people to.
0: So that's the NHS covered off. What's going on in England? Tell us a bit about you. What do you do for fun?
4: Oh, for fun, well, Twitter. <laughs> Is apart there any? <laughs>
0: Do you uh, do you do jazz ballet? Are you talk, talk, talk me through it? You, you can't just go out save lives and you know take, get a takeaway and sit in front of the computer all night. Surely you have a life.
4: I do. I do have a life. Um and you've got a you cat. Know. Oh, look, tell me about
0: your cat. I remember this. You. you <laughs> I've you, got three cats. You've got three cats. You had a wonderful invention that I saw a short video on.
4: Yes, talk the through hamster it. wheel. <laughs> People don't want to listen to that.
0: Oh, look, this, this is going to be the
4: bit that gets everybody off. Let's do it. <laughs> well, I just I can't, I can't articulate anything coherent now because you're just making me laugh. <laughs> 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 um, yes. Yeah, so um, brief. I when yes, breathe um, when. Um, I first uh, got Sebastian, which is my oldest cat. Um, I lived in a flat and, and we didn't, you know, he didn't go outside and I wanted him to exercise. And um, I had, this is so pathetic, I had this wheel made um, at great cost. It's oh, quite embarrassing, it was, it was really. A
0: custom jobby.
4: It was a custom job, yes. I had to drive to Oxford all the way to fucking Oxford to pick this thing up. Mm. Um, I had to hire a van because it wouldn't fit <laughs> in my little Fiat 500. So <laughs> I had to hire a van. So yes, that that's how it came to be. And I mean, I, I live in the house now and did you go out in the garden? But um, the wheel is, is still very, very popular.
0: Yes, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, it's a bit like the, the Wheel of Fortune <laughs> wheel, but it doesn't have any figures on it. And this is. <laughs> Brilliant video that Ra put up a while ago with just this cat standing on the bottom going for a jog. It's so cute. <laughs> they love it. <laughs> so do all the cats have a go on it or is it only one? They do.
4: Yeah. No, yeah. no. They, they, all, they all have a go on it. It's very popular. And what about you? I mean,
0: would you fit on there?
4: No. No. <laughs> there won't be a video of me in the wheel.
0: <laughs> see, I'd pay to see that.
4: I'm sure you would. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. So who do you think should be my next bonus material, Ra? Who would you
4: like whose voice do you want to hear? Oh, whose voice do I want to hear? Um I think it should have um penguin crystal on there. Um it oh, yeah, has She's got a sultry uh, looking yes.
0: body, doesn't she? Yes.
4: She's gorgeous. Yes, yeah, she's so beautiful, um, and she's you know a pharmacist, so she's very clever. She'll have far more interesting things to say than I did. So have her. She might Should be
0: I... the she might be the go because I'm going to do a, a medicine woman edition. Right. Uh, where I have ladies who work in medicine, so yeah, you know, smart mm. smart cookies who can come on and talk about basically the same stuff you do, but they can also yes, get perfect. animated and probably probably use a few fewer swear words.
4: Yes, and um, in far in far more intellectually challenging as well. I think <laughs> <laughs> you're you're, just,
0: you're good fun to have on, Ra. I'd have you on any time.
4: Oh gosh, thank you. That's so kind. God bless.
0: <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, princess. Well, uh, look. Thank you very much for coming on the herd mentality at the last right. minute. It's, yeah. like, that, what is
4: it? Eight.
0: It's now. It's now quarter past five in the morning.
4: No, I know. You, you got me out of bed.
0: No, I didn't. Did I
4: really? No, you did. I was in bed. What are you wearing? <laughs> oh, something really unsexy. Oh,
0: okay. No, we can't end on that note. Uh, I'll edit that out. Let's try this again. What are you wearing, Raz? <laughs>
4: I can't do this seriously. I'm sorry. I just, I'll start laughing. <laughs> give, give it a go. I can't.
0: <laughs> Think of something creative. Come on, you can do it. What are you wearing you I'm
4: are? wearing a Deepak Chopra jumpsuit. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> I am too. We have so much in common. It's great, isn't it? Oh, it's the cosmic
0: jockstrap.
4: I know. It, it's yeah. fantastic. Brilliant. Are you wearing Banana Man jocks?
0: But no. Well, you know all about my Star Trek jocks, though, don't you? No. Oh, I put up a photo of me and my Star Trek jocks. No. Oh, yes. You've got to have a look. There's a picture of me oh, with uh, with Ray Comfort. Uh, no. Yes. Go onto my Twitter profile. There's a picture of uh, Ray Comfort sitting there with a handy cam filming me, and I'm in nothing but my blue Star Trek jocks wow. and socks. I'm and definitely going to. Have a look. Yeah, you've got to suss that out. No,
4: definitely. Well I mean I've got nothing else to do now. And I think I can get the, you know, ultimate Fanny Gallops from just looking at that.
0: (laughs) You're a disgrace. I love it. I love it. (laughs) As you were, I'll let you get back to bed.
4: Okay. Well thank you very much. Thank you thank you for having me. It's you know, great privilege. Thank you so much. Okay bye bye Bye, Toot-o-pip.